Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manoui, Chris Adams, and Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Hike. Our recap will be given by Brian Daly, and this is episode three. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Brian? <sighs> Noteworthy events for August 1st. <sighs> While transporting the sample, we were harassed by armed persons on motorcycles, later found to be members of the GLC, a rock group known as God's Lost Children. The investigation into the disappearance of Dr. Tate has unearthed two real estate business cards, one of which is for a reputable firm, uh, Theodore, Edgar, Dylan, and Little. Well, the other has a number which appears to be recently disconnected. Sketchy. Uh, the Tate investigation has also produced a shopping list labeled for the farm, a receipt for copious amounts of jazz tapes, a receipt for wine and cheese, a hanged man tarot card, as well as the missing man's journal, which provided some insight into both the missing person's disposition and the working conditions at Dawn Biosum. Of the revelations the journal provided, perhaps the most eyebrow-raising is the description of what happened to Jenny, a Don Biazon employee who allegedly grew from five foot two to over seven feet tall over the course of four months. Inquiries made at the gym she frequented proved near fruitless. <sighs> I just want to get back into the lab. All right. So, where are you at this point? Are you, uh, uh, you're going to Peter Tate's house, that's right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian and Jason, would you change your name so that we can see what your name is? Oh, yeah. I just noticed. Sorry. Do I recall that we thought it was about two and a half hours to the Tate Farm? Uh, yeah, possibly. It's, it's a drive. It's way out in the, the country. But it's only early afternoon, I think. Um, that's correct. Yeah. I think we should go by his house first in case we can find a key to the farm if it's not on that keychain that we have already. If yeah. In his apartment or house or whatever it is where he lives. Makes sense. Okay. All right. So, do we have a concept of what time of day it is? Um, yeah, you said early afternoon. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, I think after we stopped and made the phone calls and things. Yeah, that was, about, lunch. that was about lunchtime. Okay. So you arrive at Peter Tate's house. Now, it's in 
uh, not as affluent a neighborhood as his brother's house. Um, it's actually looks like it's a rather modest neighborhood, uh, middle class. Um, it's a condo that you come up to. It's white stucco with a red tile roof. Um, it's two stories high. Um, the bottom story seems to be a mostly a garage on one side and uh, a door to one side of the garage and possibly some rooms you, you can't really tell but it looks like most of it's probably upstairs is that because it's on a hill no it's just built that way uh and the condo is multiple units uh there are m units on e on i think maybe the back side or it, it, it's attached at one one point but there's just a there's a straightforward number in one entrance it's not like there's a internal hallway. No, there's, okay. there's not multiple insides. <laughs> Actually, I think that I, I drew the map as if it was unattached. So we'll say it's unattached, but there's not much of a yard. Just some shrubbery and stuff like that. And there's no police tape or anything? No police tape. Now, is there a visible mailbox out front or a mail slot? Looks like there's a mail slot. Okay. Now we have the keys, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. we got those. Oh, um, and we got permission to go in from as uh, next to Ken. So, so on the off, off, off chance that there is some uh, multi-mouthed blind specimens inside, which I don't think is the case. But is there any precaution we can take before we open the door, or do we think the police have been here already? Would that be a logical conclusion? Well, I hope the police would be here already, but in any event, I think we can use our ears as the best chance we got to hear if anything's uh, making a ruckus inside before we go in. Yeah, and let's knock before we open, regardless. It's just polite. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, let's go on up. You knock on the door. There is no no answer. Okay. Well, uh, we'll take the key, try it out. Is it uh, just the knob or, or both that and the deadbolt locked? Uh, it's both. You've got a okay. deadbolt as well. And there's probably a security door, which uh, opens very easily. Right. Then uh, once I got that unlocked, open the door. And, of course, I'll, when I open the door, I'll go, hello, anyone home? Okay. Uh, when you open up the door, uh, what you see is uh, there is an open room to one side, to the uh, to your right, and there is um, a stairs going up to a door, and there is a door going into the garage. You're on the first floor. Because okay. we're in America, and we call it the first floor. <laughs> now, is there... Uh... The mouse slot have access from one of these doors that we could see? Say that again? The mouse slot. Is uh, there? Yeah, there's actually a small pile of mail just inside the door. It came through the slot. I want to start leaping through that before we even enter farther, at least for myself. Okay. After uh, just a couple of seconds leaping through it, it's all coupons and shopping stuff. It's, there's nothing there of any interest. Okay. And I'm sorry, we're in the exercise room? 
you're right next to it. Yeah, there, they, right. there's a little foyer right there. That sort of opens right. into it, right? Right. Okay. Um, Inside there, there is some exercise equipment. There is a TV that's mounted uh, up up into a, a top corner. Uh, there's um, like a boom box uh, and a bunch of cassettes sitting there, and just looks like an exercise room. No, no VCR. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, but there is a cable box. Okay. And um, there are a couple of posters on the wall uh, of uh, old movies. Okay. And like, how well well kept is the room? Um, it's it's pretty much. It looks like he used it, you know, recently, but not, you know, a couple days. Right, but it's not like he was living like a slob and there's stuff everywhere. Or no, it's, it's in pretty good condition. Okay. Uh, open the door to the garage. Okay, you open the door to the garage and it's empty. And there's stuff stored in there. It looks like there's some Christmas stuff and there's some, you know, just what you'd expect to be in a garage. Okay. All right. Uh I want to start making my way back through the exercise room into that far door. Don't want to go quite up the stairs yet. I want to kind of go make sure no nothing's on this floor before we go up. Okay. Yeah, I think floor by floor makes sense. Uh, it opens up into a laundry room. Uh, there's uh, actually quite a bit of laundry that has been folded and left down there. Uh, looks like there's some that's still in a hamper. Uh, he may have been in the middle of, of doing his laundry and then got distracted or pulled away by something. Uh, and there is a toilet uh, attached to this room as well. Okay. But nothing out of the ordinary. Now, his, uh, you do find that some of the clothes that are still in the washing machine are damp. And they definitely have a slight mildewy smell like they've been in the in the wet condition for a few days okay okay is there any like um things that look like a lab coat or a uniform nothing like that okay i'll look out the uh back door and just uh just a small yard back there there's a little there's a small yard and it's completely unkempt it's overgrown with weeds and uh the bushes have weeds growing up into them and uh, the little hedges have not been trimmed. It, it doesn't look like he's a gardener. Okay, but the front uh, yard front yard was better maintained? Front yard looked pretty good. There's a little patch of grass. Um, there was a lawnmower in the in the uh, garage. Uh, a little one, I, a little electric one. I wanted to just take a look in the backyard and just take a, do a natural world check and look around for anything, maybe a fresh turned dirt, anything that just catches my eye. Okay. Yeah, you look back there and uh, do a do a spot hidden for me. Uh, 67, let me see. No, I failed. Okay. No, you don't, you don't really see anything. It does not look, however, like anything's been disturbed. Okay. Uh, the, the little patch of grass there, which is fairly short, is uh, it looks like it has been mowed in a couple of weeks. All right. My thought behind it was maybe he buried something for yeah, safekeeping. Like okay. It may be in a botanist. Would I uh, 
I recognize these are native plants to this area. Well, they're the kind you'd find at Home Depot for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Okay. They're kind of generic. They're kind that they would plant around these places. Yeah. And there's no, um, nothing in the laundry that looks like green slime either. Nothing like that. No strange looking stains or anything like that. Though, do a spot hidden. I mean, well, I, 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 it'll, I'll call it spot hidden, but it's, uh, it's more like a smell hidden. <laughs> it's a way to spot. 97, I'm a little overwhelmed by the mildew. 57, and I'm 55. That's close enough. I'll just say that there's definitely man smells, you know. Mm. The guy, guy obviously exercises and works out, so there's some strong, you know, sweaty smells in the room. And it's been a while since he and Jenny were hanging out. Right. Yes. One thing that, that, that's kind of odd. I mean, he was talking about how exercising really wasn't his thing in his journal, if I recall correctly. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So now I'm a little intrigued by... But plus, I mean, you know, if, it, if he's recently been exercising, I mean, why would a person be exercising if they're planning on killing themselves, you know? I don't think any of us think that he uh, chose yeah. whatever his current fate is. Yeah. Uh, there's also nothing in the laundry or in environs in general that suggests that there's been more than one uh, inhabitant of the space so far. Correct. Uh, just walking through the exercise room, I just wanted to look at the, the cassette tapes that were there. Okay. Are there any like made tapes or are they like starboard? Uh, there's a handful of both. Uh, and the ones that are handmade uh, look like they're just mixtapes that uh, he or maybe his friends have pirated off the you know the the radio the way we all used to do back then. I'm gonna just grab them and tell the guys we'll have our assistants just you know listen to them and see if anything's on it. If not, it's just a shot in the dark. You know, right. know. Right. Yeah, there's always a possibility he recorded a conversation. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll turn on the TV and see what was the last channel he had it on. Uh, he was watching uh, the Nature Channel. Oh. There's no phone or answering machine in this room, is there? Not down here, no. Okay. And the movie posters, you said that were in the exercise room. Like, what type of movies are they? Are they just uh, He's got a couple of old ones, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, oh, man, with taste. Uh, I could never get into those old monster movies. It creeped me out. <laughs> well, I guess we'll press on upstairs. Doesn't look like there's much down here. Yeah, I'll start ambling my way up the stairs. Do you guys have that screen captured? I can take it down. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't play the whole game while we're just looking at a big screen. All right. <clears throat> Now, Heather, I didn't expect you to be one who was so easily frightened with how you handled the car from the other day. Oh, well, that was uh, definitely the fight or flight uh, adrenaline kicking in. That was, that was all that was. <laughs> Still got the shakes from it. <laughs> all right. Is there anything on the walls in the stairwell, like pictures? No. 
and they're a little they're a little dusty. It's like the one area that he probably doesn't clean very often is the stairs. Yep. I'm assuming uh, the power's still on, right? Yes, power is okay. Doctor Jonathan, now you mentioned posters. I would just want to run back downstairs and look behind the pictures, see if there's a safe. Uh, do a uh, do a dexterity roll. Thirty-five out of fifty. Yeah, there's nothing. Okay, they're just in cheap frames that are hung up on the wall, poster frames. If you'd have had a crit fail, I was going to have you drop one and break it, and then yeah, <laughs> you get the nastiest paper cut of your life. I think I'm getting a little paranoid, or maybe I watched too many movies, but I couldn't let that one go. <laughs> okay, so we press on upstairs. All right, so you go head up the stairs, and uh, you get to the upper door, and uh, it opens. Uh, into uh, kind of an in-between area. To your uh, to your right-hand side, you have an, a dining room and a living room. Uh, and on the other side, you have a hallway going into the rest of the house. I labeled everything because even in a small place like this, it's pretty obvious what everything is, you know. Right. The doors closed. So uh, there are uh, a number of magazines uh, laying on the table. It looks like mostly, uh, you know, things like National Geographic, uh, things of a scientific bent. Um, there are a couple of sexy magazines uh, that are there. Not over, not not like Playboy or anything like that. But there are, you know, I don't. Something sexy. I think Sports Illustrated. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. Uh, I think GQ used to be a little bit racy in a mild-mannered yeah. way. Yeah. And what was that one? The Maxim. Maxim. There you go. That's a good That one. didn't exist yet then, did it? Did it not? Yeah. No, 90s. It. The 90s? Uh, I think so. But, okay. Yeah. But that kind of speed is the point. GQ. Some, stuff like that. Um. Uh, there are a couple more posters on the wall. He seems to like the, the old movies. Um, uh, there is a dining room table that is, uh, it seats four. Uh, things are actually pretty well appointed and except for a little bit of dust. Um, the, uh, the rooms look in pretty good order. What's to say to the kitchen like? Uh, the kitchen is, um, Fairly well clean. Uh, it looks like there is a loaf of bread that was left out. Uh, it's probably not old enough to get moldy yet, but it's a little stale looking. Um, what do you want to do in the kitchen? Um, just going to. I want to look in, like, at, into the fridge, the freezer. In the fridge, he has a large quantity of mineral water. Uh, in little bottles, probably Perrier or something like that. Um, uh, in the fridge, there are some bins of vegetables, and it looks like they might be a week or so old, maybe a little older. They're getting a little wilty. Uh, the freezer has some uh, 
pork and chicken and stuff like that in it. Not a lot of ground beef, not a lot of uh, uh, insect larvae. Insect larvae, yep. Correct. And it looks like he's eating healthy. Okay. Yeah, Dr. There's Flores there picked, out, picked up there's, on what I was looking for. So there's not, a, there's not a box of Cheerios or anything like that. Okay. Right. Actually, Cheerios oh. are pretty good for you. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look at no fruit loops. No fruit loops. Is I'll the kitchen at, sink empty? Yeah. I'm sorry? Is uh, the kitchen there, sink empty? There are a couple of dishes in the kitchen sink. Probably getting a little ripe. Yeah, yeah they're I'll a little dirty. What's the Look temperature like? Is this automatically air conditioned, I guess? Um, it's in the 70s. Nice. Today's no. not one of the hot ones, so. Actually, I would say the air oh, conditioner. Oh, it was hot earlier. The air conditioner is on because outside it is very hot. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a VCR because he bought all those VHS tapes. So right, is there a TV here too in the living room? Uh, no, there's not a TV in the living room. Just downstairs in the exercise room. So he goes, does seem like a little bit of a jock. Could be in the bedroom. All right. Well, uh, and there's well, nothing in here like a, uh, a desk or a work area. So we must, so if we're looking for keys, we're not in the right place. Perhaps on the bar, there's a few other pieces of, of letters and not letters, but, uh, more coupons and you know junk mail, yeah, penny saver and stuff like yeah. that. Keep your eyes out for an answering machine. Maybe there's something left on it. There is an answering machine next to a phone in the corner. And blinking? A red light that's blinking. Nice. <clears throat> press uh oh I don't remember how they work, but I assume yeah, rewind, rewind and play. <laughs> when you hit rewind there's a lot. Hmm. Okay. Right. So it goes all the way back. Hi, it's Judy Clark. I was just wondering how you were doing. I haven't heard from you in a while. Give me a call. Nine 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 three one two four five four. Whatever. <laughs> hey, you know, players really like writing those numbers down, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. And then, uh, quick, and that, let's lose the yellow pages to find out where Judy Clark lives. <laughs> did you notice that we did get a, a, a response? About yes, that? somebody told us how to solve our problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder, uh, I, somebody must have a really good library use, I think, to know about that resource, but it is interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, the next one is like, hey, bro, it's Pete. Um, I was hoping that maybe, uh, uh, we could get together and, you know, have a beer or two and blah, blah, blah. Uh, then it's Cindy Polis. Then it's uh, uh, Lorraine Green. Then it's Francis. And they're all very similar messages. Mm. They sound like friends. They want to see them. I haven't seen you in a while. That sort of thing. That's right. everything? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's nothing from Jessica Dillon or the other putative realtor. Correct. And nobody sounds worried either. Uh, no, nobody sounds worried. Uh, is this is this tape or is it digital? It's a little tape. So there's no automatic date stamp involved. Mm -hmm. We could this could some of these could be ancient as far as we know, as long as you had rewound it. Yeah. I don't know. Can we lose at his farm for a couple of uh, like a week, like two weeks leading up to his disappearance? So. It's gonna happen at any time. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll go check out his bedroom. Yeah, I'm ready to start opening doors and just see what's behind them. I don't want to spend the afternoon, although it is comfortable in here. Yeah. We have, we have a road trip, and I want to get back. All right. Um, as you're walking down the hallway, on the wall, there is hung uh, a frame with, it looks like something clipped out of a newspaper. Um, okay. It, uh, it, it shows Peter. Um, you definitely recognize him from his picture. Uh, it's Peter, and there's uh, another gentleman, an older gentleman, uh, handing him a plaque of some sort, and a, a little bit of a news article about him receiving an award uh, from Don Biazon. And right next to the picture is the plaque on the wall. It identifies the man who's handing them the plaque as uh, Dr. Finley at Don Biazine. And the plaque uh, is for uh, originating procedures, uh, originating procedures which enhance the commercial possibilities of recombinant technology. So it's an award of merit. Can you say that one more time? I can try. <laughs> Wait, I just I just lost it. Uh, it's uh, it's for originate origin, originating procedures which enhance the commercial possibilities of recombinant technology. Hmm. And the uh, the photo is. From the daily the daily uh, Sandamio, and this doesn't correlate with anything from his journal, so it's no. either earlier or yeah. is that right? Yeah, it could be. Does it have a date? Um, yes, it's from about a year and a half ago. Okay. And do I recall correctly? That's before the current journal. Or is that included? Would that be included? Would be included. The journal itself is about two years old. Right. Um, do an idea roll. Uh, a twenty. That's going to be a hard success. Yeah. Close to an extreme. Eighteen, almost an extreme. Uh, Finley is mentioned a number of times in the journal, but not the award, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but, but Finley. Finley yeah. Yeah, Finley was the guy who didn't like him, right? Well, Jenny got promoted up there, and so, yeah, and so they kind of had a falling out after that. Hmm. Right, so at one point, he was the golden boy. Yeah. And then Jenny edged him out, and then she became a giant. Yeah, maybe he refused something in that. Yeah. Or maybe he fled something. I mean, this farm situation seems very much evasive. Yeah. And it seems like Jenny was almost a willing guinea pig of some sorts. Maybe he just didn't, you know, didn't want any part of that. Also true. True. Right. I'm going to press on to the bedroom and open that, open the door up. Okay. 
you're heading towards the bedroom. What's everybody else doing? Well, I'm just kind of staring at the reward. I don't like the sound of um, that re recombinant technology. Commercial use, no less. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, once uh, Dr. Mills is opening one door, I'm just going to open another one first or second. I don't much care. Okay. Well, uh, we'll assume you identify the bathroom. Uh, that's not a big deal. Uh, we might so, check out the medicine cabinet at some point, but not urgent. Okay. So we'll say uh, that uh, some of you are heading towards the study and the other ones are heading towards the bedroom. Who's heading towards the bedroom? Uh, Dr. Heather, you said it first. Yep. No, I'll go with her. Oh, thank you. Hmm. I'll take the study. Okay. So uh, we'll do the bedroom first. You get to the bedroom and you open it up and... Uh, it's a very nice bedroom. It has a king bed. Uh, the bed is made. Uh, it's got nice sheets on it. And there is uh, a number of monitors. Uh, there is video equipment. Uh, there is lighting. Uh, there is a shelf with a whole bunch of videotapes on them. And uh, there is another shelf with what almost look like encyclopedias, except that they're not labeled A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, Is there a... This, this all looks like stuff designed to film people on the bed. There's a camera. Right. Is there, oh. a, is there a player? Yes. There is a VCR in this room and a TV. Yeah. All right, it's his personal life. Hmm? All right, well. Well, I mean, he did buy like 30 tapes. I mean, he th I, you think he was that virile? Jeez. Well. Well, I. Hmm. So the receipt, what was the date on the receipt? We still have it with us? I got it pulled up here. If I can get it. Uh, I have it for uh, July 20th, 91. Oh, so that was months ago. No, it's uh, August. Oh, it yeah. is August. Oh, yes. this was right before he died. Oh, 12, 12 days. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, one, how many videotapes are up on the shelf? Oh, quite a few of them. Uh, maybe 50. And in God. fact, there's a stack of, of blanks. That are setting over to one side. Well, because it's like I don't. I, it'd be very, very terrible to pop one of these in and just, you know, see a bunch of pornography. But it would also. I'm just curious if he had recorded himself talking. If there's some kind of confessional that he did. Yeah. Are any of them uh, labeled? Uh yes. Okay. They're all labeled by uh, dates. Okay, I'm going to go to the most recent date. Okay. The most recent date is from about two weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Well, and uh, what you can do. <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to take it out and pop it into the player. Okay. Um, it is rewound. Uh, okay. It immediately starts playing. And when it starts, it's kind of what you guessed. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a young woman, uh, she's lying on the bed, she's giggling, 
and uh, he's got champagne and he's got cheese and they jump on the bed together and they giggle and they talk and slowly he helps her out of her clothes and she begins to help him out. And if you want to go on, it's exactly yeah. what you expect, except then another guy steps into the picture from the Ooh. side and joins them. So Cover your ears, kids. it's a little more adventurous than what you expected at first. Oh, oh, this is scientific research. Let it play. <laughs> Password through maybe. I'm going to go look at the yeah. encyclopedias. Well, and, and, and uh, uh, do a psychology roll on me. Those, okay. those on, on the... All right, now, I'm not a psychologist, so 32 oh. is not going to cut it. 33 out of 20. I'm nowhere close. Okay. Well, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. I mean, nothing seemed unusual at all. They seemed like they were all having fun. Yeah, I could explain the receipt for the wine and cheese we found. The tapes, he could have just been replenishing his stock of fun time tapes. But now here's... He was very concerned about his safety, right? From the journal, he was... He's worried about people from the company coming to get him, but so he comes back. No, this would have been before before, mm. before this stuff started happening. Oh, okay. Um, let's jump to the people going to the study. Yeah. Okay. So you guys get to the study. And you suddenly hear from behind you, holy crap, you guys should see this. <laughs> and you all turn around and go into the porn lounge. Uh, all right, you open up the study. Now, the study is a little bit smaller than the bedroom. There is a computer on a desk. Uh, there are shelves of books. Uh, there, are, uh, there is a dot matrix printer. Um, and there are stacks of, looks like photocopied and stapled uh, papers here and there. Um, looks like an office. And it's pretty neat. It's not, it's not immaculate, but it's pretty neat. And there are uh, four uh, movie posters on the wall. Which are? which are The Abominable Dr. Fives, uh, 1972, The Dunwich Horror, which is 1970, uh, The Evil Dead, 1981, and Reanimator, 1985. Well, I've got to say, Peter Tate had uh, charming taste in outre movies. Um, No file cabinets, but bookcases. Correct. The bookcases look like they have, um, is it, is it, is it uh, technical material? Is it literature? Are there binders of personal records? Um, it looks like they're all various uh, journals, uh, not, not home journals, but uh, things like Scientific America. They're uh, technical journals. Uh, their uh, biological treatises and things like that. Um, do an idea roll. While he's doing that, I'll head to the desk and start moving through that. Ooh, 
Zero five. Nice. nice. I'm brilliant. Uh, Desmond, you get the distinct impression after looking at some of this stuff is pretty cutting edge. Some of it is uh, is really new stuff. This is this is newer stuff that he's reading. He's not reading old stuff, um, and it's all over the place. So he had he wasn't just focused in one particular realm of of biology. He was reading stuff from all over the realms, from from uh, DNA uh, research and and stuff like that to uh, insect uh, uh, entomology and and uh, the breeding of uh, different strains of wheat and stuff like that. He seemed to have anything, a huge interest. Anything mycological? Sure, yeah. There's mycological journals. He's even got the Audubon Guide to North American Mushrooms on his shelf. Um, but I haven't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you know, I guess the first thing is to do a kind of thorough search of the desk. Keys taped behind a drawer. What kind of paperwork is his finances in there? Well, let's see. Doctor Doctor Jonathan sat down at his desk. Uh, there are clear financial records. Uh, if you wanted to look through them, you could do an accounting roll. I'm useless with that stuff. I can yeah, go to do my taxes. Uh, that's great to me. Yeah. It looks like, well, one thing you can glean from it is it looked like he had multiple accounts. Um, it, it looked like maybe he's one of those people who organizes his finances by putting things into multiple accounts and drawing from them, depending on what he's paying for. Um, but it does look like he recently uh, moved a bunch of money into one account. So that's as far as it goes. That's, he hasn't received a statement. And that's what, that's what I would be able to get the most information out of. <laughs> yeah, with my super low accounting skills. Uh, you do also, Doctor Desmond. You do also notice um, two books on the shelf: uh, uh, "A Task Received" and "Hard Lessons" by Robert Jadick. Uh, do, do they look well used? They look brand new. They look brand new. Well, looks like he's been reading them, but yeah, they're still. All right. Uh, and I'm going to flip through them just to see if there's a note inside of some kind. Nothing inside them. Uh, any place there could be a safe in this room? And there's nothing like a box of just random keys or anything? You don't find any random keys, no. And there's and no, no new business cards? Uh, no. There are business cards, but they're all Peter Tate, Don Biazime. He probably has a little box of them which was originally maybe a box of 250 and he hasn't used many of them. And uh, an address book? Uh, there is an address book, a, bl a black book, a black address book. Let's flip through that. Well, I'd be curious to find out among other things. Well, yeah, let's see. Um, his address book, as soon as you start to flip, there's a lot of addresses in it. And 
you find that there seems to be a code uh, with little stars of some sort, little clusters of stars. And some of the some of the names have more, and some of the names have less, and some of the names are penciled out. But most of them have like three, four, or five stars. And they're all people's names. And they're equally div divided by gender, and they're all local? Yeah. There yeah. are a lot of people that we should talk to at some point about where Peter Tate is, because he was a very social guy. But I don't know, yeah, maybe we'll get an assistant on that. We can assume too, I'll give it to you, that you do find Judy Clark, Pete Fortman, uh, Cindy Polis, the names that you heard on the answer. Are there, are there stars by those names? Oh yeah. All of them have good, good ratings. Well, given what we found in the other room, I'm not sure. <laughs> we don't know that yet. <laughs> I'm sure they're making some noise in the other, <laughs> the other room. It's not, a, it's not that big Good a over there. <laughs> um, simultaneity. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, was there no keys yet in the apartment, in the condo? No. And obviously the place doesn't have a cleaning lady or there wouldn't be dishes in the sink. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't look it like does. a cleaning lady. It does like also, I should mention too, that there may be some dishes in the bedroom. You know. Okay. And so the desk drawers have financial papers in them? Just, just what you've already seen. But yeah, he has no filing cabinet. There's no indication that he was keeping notes about any work progress or... You don't find anything like that. Um, it's interesting that it doesn't look like this place has been gone through even though we were attacked on the street. Maybe his identity was not known. Although the car, I don't know. What do you think, Dr. Jonathan? How come this place is pristine? Or is it? To be fair, I was expecting this place to be uh, turned up, turned over. That's the expression. Yeah, I had some expectation that way myself. Maybe they just maybe they knew there was nothing here. Possibly. So far, the worst uh, state that we found was in the was in the inside of the laundry machine. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like you know poke around under the posters, et cetera, if there's a closet in here, and just you know again double checking to see if there's a hidden safe. But I think we might be done, and we there's, do have some keys already. There's no safe. There's nothing behind the posters. Um, Can I peruse the? Uh, you said that there was a pile of documents by the dot printer. Uh yeah. Once again, they're just scientific things that he had printed out and he was reading through. Okay. Anything, anything jump out? Uh, do a spot hidden for me. That is a fill. Yeah, nope. nothing. Um, I think though that you guys may have missed something that I did say. Well, there's a computer. There is a computer. Yeah. So we should, yeah, we should turn that on. Uh, what is it? Ninety-one. Is that a? 
Mac clamshell. Commodore 64. Commodore 64. <laughs> it's what does it say here? I think it says high end. Fully automatic abacus. Um, oh, it's an Amiga. An Amiga. Wouldn't it be a Mac, a first first uh, gen Mac or something like that? Um, IBM was out then too, ninety one. Perhaps we'll just say it's a it's a computer, <laughs> um, but it doesn't have like color monitor or anything like that. It's going to be just a orange or green. Uh, we'll say green because I hate the green ones. The amber yeah. ones, though. Oh my god, those were really hard on the eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the seventies color palette. Uh, you turn the computer on and it comes on. There is a modem. A phone modem next to it. Um, that's only if you put the phone on the phone modem and do it. But um, uh, the computer comes on and it just says password, DOS prompt. Yeah, that's why we left that for last. Uh, we don't look know. Oh, I'm not there. I'm going to say just look under the keyboard. Yeah, there's, he didn't write it down on anything. What do we know about this guy? I feel like the most likely password would be uh, his favorite secret sexual partner. And there's so many to go through. Again, we don't know that. Unless they, unless they've been specifically yelling and describing things across the uh, room and being well, I just meant from the journal actually. I've been given a play-by-play oh. out loud. Yeah. All right. So now you guys, you guys are both aware of what each other is. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to take a look at the, the um, that set of books that he had in his room. Yes. Um, when you pull them down, they are scrapbooks very much like old uh albums they're not old uh but each page is sort of dedicated to an event uh that took place in the bedroom with friends um he's got photos of everybody photos of himself and there's there sometimes are notes that are attached from the friends we had a great time enjoyed ourselves it's definitely you're sure now that he's a swinger uh, like to swing with everybody. Everyone seems very happy and friendly. You don't see anybody in there that, you know, it, 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 it at first, your first thought is that it's a little creepy, but this doesn't seem like the kind of a person that would be suicidal. He seems like he had a healthy, active, diverse sex life and he worked and he played and that's, that's all there was to it. The people in the yeah. photographs look like they're very loving and friendly. And yeah, when I first opened one up, I probably dropped it. I don't know what I was expecting. Well, it's not like he's not like pornography. He's not doing oh, okay. close-ups of genitals or anything like that. It's just <laughs> they had a good time. They had they had fun. They're all naked toasting or something like that. you know, just stuff that you'd expect from. Uh, but that's what they all are poking my head down the hall, getting, having gotten a sense that there was some hilarity in the bedroom. Um, 
you know, I general call. We've got a computer uh, that wants a password. And we, we got pornography. And you've got pornography. I'll call back. Uh, That's what we found. Not great. You know, if, uh, anybody got a favorite? I'll take the computer any day of the week. Well. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, uh, I, this guy doesn't seem depressed. No. no and, and leaning into the bedroom and catching a little bit of this, like it's clear that like everyone knows there's a camera there, right? It doesn't yeah, seem yeah, to yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, so uh, in, the, in the address book, people mostly have stars. Is there anybody that got more stars than somebody else? Because I'll try their name as a password. Sure, there's a few five stars. And there's let's a try. few no stars. Let's try some five stars and see if that gets us anywhere. Okay. I think it's going to be a work-related password, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, we'll say Lorraine Green. Yeah, doesn't work. Ooh, maybe one of his favorite movies. He's a movie buff. Yeah. Has anybody tried password? No, one, yeah. two, three, three, two, one. Yeah, who's the fastest typist? Anybody good with computers in general? I, I, have, I have some computer use. 35 in computer. I have, I have a 40. So you're a little better. Dr. Evans, do you want to see if you uh, get an inspiration? I, I guess you can try. See what this guy had to say. I mean, although, again, time's passing and we've got a long drive ahead of us. I don't know. And we've got the key. Um, I wonder if we could just take the computer back to the lab and have this to take. Sorry, this is, I have a 40 computer use. I'm trying to think if I would think of this, I want to roll my computer use. Um, cause I know what I, I would do. I would just take the hard drive and plug it in a different computer and that will bypass the password controls on any of his storage. Um, but will Dr. Evans think of that. Nope, not with a fifty-three. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the early nineties. They wouldn't have. Well, but you've got a forty in computers. Why wouldn't you know mm -hmm. that? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we can take. I guess it depends on like. So I mean, if there were like Windows computers and whatnot. We should just be able to. Just depending, just take a hard drive. Maybe. Did you try Jennifer Armbruster? I mean, that was the girl he was kind of obsessed with. At the oh yeah, we could try a few permutations of that. Yeah, first name, last name, also giant Jenny, Jenny giant, love Jenny. Doesn't take long. What if um, do a computer use? Uh, Twenty nine. That's going to be passed. Yeah, they don't work. Yeah. What about Hollywood? He wants to be a movie star, obviously. He likes movies. Nah, I just see if we can just harvest, just take the hard drive and plug it into something else. Yeah. So you're going to disassemble the computer yeah. and get to the hard yep. drive? Mm -hmm. Okay. That'll take you 20 minutes. Of course, you don't have any tools. But... Just need so a screwdriver. 
Go down to the garage. Yeah, maybe you find a screwdriver in the garage. That that's right. Because all we need to do is take the hard drive, put it in another computer, remount it to the file system. We're good to go. Yeah, and if Peter Tate wore glasses or did anything around the house, there might even be a little set in the in the study drawers. Everybody has that one junk jar with a roll of tape, a measure, a screwdriver. I will accept that. So you take out the the hard drive, which in the 90s was probably about this big. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or just a floppy card, whatever is the storage of this computer is. Like and probably was was hard disks that we just take out of it. And they could store a whole gig. They're they're probably well, a gig. I had I had a color computer with a, a one one megabyte drive that was about that big. <laughs> right, just but this I mean nineties, yeah, it's probably on on the hard on the floppies. So we'll just take all the floppies out of it, all the storage, and take it with us. No, the uh, yeah, the the fanciest floppy in the world couldn't contain. No, that, that would be a hard drive. It's not that old. We're talking yeah. the nineties. So we'll just say you take the hard drive out of it. Okay. That's that's not a big deal. All right, so you have the hard drive. Anything else? Anything you're going to take with you? Some entertainment for later? <laughs> no. I, uh, take, take the address book just in case we come across the name in the future. Yeah, I right. think it's worth keeping an eye on that. And we're going to lock the place up, and we seem to have been the only visitors. So, yeah, if something strikes us as important, but most importantly, there's no indication that he ever had one of those specimens here. It was sh- clearly shipped from Don Biozyme. Uh and this, yeah. So, so this place, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, material evidence here of that that is important. Now, do you think it's worth knocking on the neighbor's doors or not? Just a thought. Before you get to that thought, uh, David, do um, another idea roll for me. 40 is good. It's it's not a heart, but it's okay. Um, He didn't necessarily send the thing from Don Biosign. He smuggled it out of Don Biasign and then shipped it to Chadick. So from the farm, maybe. But nothing indicates that he did that from here. There's no indication that there was ever, including like shipping supplies in some place that we would have seen in the garage or something. Just correct. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And it was shipped via, was it red? uh, yeah, read something. Something. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, 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 Jason, you were about to say something. I was just saying to the you know the group. I was wondering if we should just knock on some neighbors' doors, in the off chance they've heard, seen something. Simple. How you doing? Looking for blah blah blah. Did you notice anything? I don't know. Just a thought. Might, might as well. We're already here. I mean, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't hurt so to ask. I'm doing that. Did you know your name was missing and presumed dead? 
I don't know if we need to go that far, but did you notice he was a swinger? We no. could probably be more tactful. You might get that nosy old lady that looks at her blinds twenty four seven and can tell us, yeah, two bikers were here last week or whatever. You know, I don't know. Shot right. in the dark, but we're like you said, we're already here. Yeah, might as well. So right, uh, right or left. Uh, is there one that has a window facing his house on the yeah, side? Yeah, there's one right across the street. There's yeah. a couple. It's Might a- I suggest maybe we split up two people on one, three on the other, or two and two, so it's not like five people knocking on the door, because I wouldn't open the door for five people. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just follow whoever, because I wouldn't begin to know what to ask. Okay. Right or left? Left. I'll go right. So we'll split up. I'll go right. Dr. Ethan will okay. go left. Well, it's more just which one you want me to do first. We'll assume okay. that, you, know, you guys are going to share all the information. So you go You go to the right. Um, you uh, knock on the door, and uh, the, the, you can see the window sort of opens first. And uh, uh, a couple seconds later, the door opens, and uh, a short... A uh, plump woman with red hair answers, and she's like, "Yes, what do you want?" Oh, uh, hello, ma'am. Uh, my name is uh, Inspector uh, Mills. I'm just doing a background check on your uh, neighbor, a uh, Dr. Tate over there. It's just wondering if uh, you've seen anything uh, odd occurring over there, something that that you feel that that would uh, maybe uh, impact his ability to have a security clearance. Why have uh, has he oh, something? Is there something? No, wrong? he's just he's just applying for uh, some new job, and uh, this uh, standard standard uh, inspection. We always talk to the neighbors. Well, no, I don't know anything about that. Oh, okay. So, so he seems like a been a pretty good neighbor. Hasn't had a strange company coming over, possible, uh, you know, communists or anything like that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 he, he's a good boy, but. Uh, but uh, and and she's sort of looking out at the rest of. Me. She has a strong Irish brogue. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do Irish very well, so I'm not going to try. Uh, but she looks a little uh, like cautious at, at looking at you. Like, you don't look like uh, police or. FBI. Oh. Oh, oh no 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 we're not we're not not police uh we are uh we're contractors through uh that that the uh state of California reached out to to uh help helping out with background checks well no i don't I don't ever see anything strange or anything from that he's always been very polite when he comes in and goes and has has people over now and then friends i assume oh yeah everyone's allowed to do that but but in the past couple of days hasn't it have you uh have you seen him or any uh, other strange activity over there? I, I haven't seen him in a while. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, if we have any uh, follow-on questions, uh, would you you'd be comfortable with us coming back by? Well, why, why would you need to do that? Oh, well, you never know what turns up. And sometimes, you know, we have, uh, have other questions that, that uh, um, the governor I, wants us to ask. I'm sorry. I don't have anything else to say. Now, oh. now if you don't mind, I'm going back what I was doing. She, she closed the door. <laughs> that was <Right>. a bust. <laughs> uh, you guys go into the other side. Um, uh, you knock on that door and uh, the door is answered by 
uh, a gentleman. Uh, he looks like he's maybe 30, 35, um, well-dressed, uh, uh, white American. Um, and he's like, yes, what can I do for you? Hey, how you doing? I'm so sorry to bother you. Um, I don't know if you know your next door neighbor. Um, I went to school with him. I flew into town for the weekend. We were supposed to get together, talk about school. Well, Liz, I'm sorry, and I extend my hand. I'm Ethan Carlisle. Sorry, sir. I'm really, like I said, I'm sorry to bother you. We were supposed to meet up, have a couple beers, get a bite to eat. He's not around. I uh, just... Who, uh, who are you talking about? The doctor or the... Uh, yeah, yeah. The other guy. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen him in a while. Not in a couple like, of days. Oh, um anybody else come or go i just like maybe i missed them it was a group of us we're supposed to get together and no i haven't seen anything i haven't seen this car come in or out no uh man i'm kind of look you know down and like a little you know you're talking I, about I, peter yeah 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 name? yeah we went to school together like i said i called him up like it was like two weeks ago i told him i'll be in town for a conference would love to get a drink and just you know shoot the shit about all times and you know and nothing, no answer on his phone. He's not home. He's. I, I swung by his workplace. He's not there. I'm kind of worried, honestly. I, so I just. Think, so he's missing. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't talk to him for a couple of years, and then I called him up two weeks ago, and now I can't find him. But his job won't tell me nothing because they don't know me, and I just figured ah, I'll knock on your door, you know. About that time, his wife comes over and he's like, honey, who's this? And, and, and she's like, oh, are you talking about Peter? Yeah, yeah. Like I was just uh, telling your husband. I went to school with him. and Well, we haven't seen Peter in a while. Um, I don't know. I thought that maybe he went on a vacation or something. He didn't say anything to us. Like, what's a while? I mean, I spoke with him two weeks ago. Oh, maybe a week. Oh, it's just weird because – and then I – Say the same thing again. We probably assume that. I mean, we assume that he's coming and going. Well, um, there was a couple guys. We're all supposed to get together. Did anybody else come knock, or did anybody else come around? I haven't seen anybody over there. Uh, and his wife sort of giggles a little, and she says, "And I haven't seen him mowing the lawn. He tends to mow the lawn with his shirt off. I think he's showing off to the neighborhood." That would be him. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Sorry to bother you again. All right. And if you try any of the other houses, you pretty much get the same sort of story. He's a nice guy, but nobody's really paid that close of attention. Well, at least we could eliminate that. You know, the I'm, I'm wondering if the bikers showed up that, and they would have probably said that. So. In this neighborhood, that, that would have been noticed. Yeah, yeah, so especially with those loud Harleys. So, yeah. about what time is it now? Let's say it's approaching, let's say four. Okay, my concern at this point now is going out to the farm. I mean, that it's going to be a few hours to get there. Well, now you're also just uh, a ways away from the Palisades. Yeah, I was wanting to go see where he. Uh disappeared from yeah so maybe we go to the farm tomorrow first thing in the morning yeah because i and then I we can go check out the palisades go back to the lab take a look at what's on these 
this hard drive or drives, whatever we pulled out of the, uh, the computer storage. I, I agree with that. that. Yeah. We still have a uh, Noel Rand. That was uh, Jenny's friend. We got that name from the gym. Maybe we could we want to reach out. Maybe she might know. Yeah, that might be something. I'm 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 sad about losing a chance to get to the farm today, but a couple hours plus there, and we get lost. And if we spend any time there, we could look look at a real late night. So. And yeah. just in case there's another one of those things at the farm, I don't want to be there at night. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Ugh. Yeah, since we don't know how they see anyway. Right. It might be very good in night vision. Okay, so the Palisades next. Yeah. All right. So you had um uh it's kind of southwest from Tate's house. Uh, you get to the, the park. Um, it's a pretty park. This is definitely an affluent neighborhood. Uh, most of the houses are situated so they kind of look out over the park and off the cliff and they can see the Pacific Ocean there and they probably get spectacular sunsets. And uh, um, uh, you drive up there. Uh, it's definitely, it's a, it's a nice little park. Uh, fairly not not like overgrown with bushes and trees. It's more flat. Uh, you see, there's people jogging. There's people walking around. And at the far end of the park, uh, it comes right up to the cliff. And there's a walkway that goes near the cliff. Uh, and there's actually surprisingly a small railing. It's just maybe two feet high. And um, you can park your car right near there okay. and so at four in the evening are there a lot of cars a lot of, it's a lot of foot traffic there's, there's three or four cars there there's uh there's a you know group of uh look like 20 year olds uh laughing and joking and there's a couple of people sitting on a bench near the edge kissing and there are no harleys people walking their dogs no you don't see any harleys or anything and we don't see any thing like yellow pillars yellow pillars do we see something anything he could have gotten his bumper something that he against. could have ran into no, no. okay that's yellow mm. nothing like and there's nothing there's no indication of the car's removal no police tape no why don't you do a spot hidden for me 94 i have a 75 i cannot 94 45 for 55 yeah Okay. If you imagine that he must have been, his car was probably parked somewhere along here, and you walk along, you do find one of the spots, it's the farthest spot, the one that's actually closest to the cliff, um, that you can see bits of scratched paint that have been from whatever scratched the car that are on the ground. Uh, all right, so we've got a location. Um, anybody got anything uh, reasonably sterile? I'd like to actually put a couple of these paint chips in bags just to make sure that I'm not crazy and that this is really from his car. Well, you're a mycologist. You always carry plastic bags around with you in case you find the errant mushroom that you get. <laughs> Cute little plastic jars, too. Okay. So I'm going to so we'll you, you get a sample of that. 
Now, yeah. can, can I look for any type of scuffle or footprints or animal tracks? Because we're assuming it's an animal or creature. Well, it's asphalt. Oh, as I'm thinking it was yeah. like dirt. Okay. No, it's it's a it's a municipal park. Yeah, I thought it was gravel too. I wonder if this is regional expectations. Um, no, this is a this is a, a nice nice neighborhood. Yeah, if anything um, did leave tracks, it would be very noticeable. <laughs> uh, as you if you if you walk over to the cliff, uh, you could see that it would be rather easy to step over. Uh, the railing, and then there'd only be about a foot before the cliff drops. And it drops pretty much straight down about a hundred feet. And there are large craggly looking rocks at the bottom and the ocean crashing up against them. So anybody that fell off this cliff or was pushed or, or jumped uh, would be killed instantly when they hit the rocks. And, and then their body would probably never be recovered. But it's reasonable to assume that the police would have looked at the rocks that were above the tide line and there wouldn't be any indication of his, you know, smushed or impaled person. Well, um, I know what you're thinking. However, the ocean is crashing against those rocks. So they're being washed every 30 seconds by the ocean water. Um, so it's a good spot for a suicide if you wanted yeah. to do one. It's a good spot to uh, kill somebody. Now, looking at the scene, do I think, remember I, I was theorizing that maybe somebody in the law enforcement was covering up the fact, you know, they're just writing it off as a suicide. Could it be possible that the body definitely couldn't be found here or they wouldn't even try and like put a diver down? Like, so I can maybe eliminate corruption? You, you see where is, I'm getting at? Uh, there is the possibility always, of course, that the body might wash up on shore. Um, however, there's also a good possibility that it wouldn't. It would, uh, it would just be, you know, crushed and battered against the rocks and sea life and animals would have eaten it up by now. And Right. And the, and they wouldn't divers wouldn't be able to approach this. Yeah, the water would be too choppy. Right up against the cliff. Okay. Right. At that moment, one of the one of the teenagers sees you, the boys. And one of them, they're they're all giggling and laughing with one another. One of them says, "Don't jump." Okay. Uh. uh we want, and uh, I go, I, do you come to this park often? Yeah, all the time. We got to bribe them. Who's asking? Oh, uh, well, I am. I, I am. Uh, ben Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Back, back Mills, uh, were you here on, uh, uh, oh, crap, I can't remember the day. I, I give him the date that uh, the guy went, guy went missing. Meditating. Okay. I know. Yeah. I know. Says, I don't know. Maybe you guys guys hang out here a lot though. They give you a shrug. Sometimes. Um, uh this is make out point. This is where everybody comes to make out. Yeah. I ask uh in the doctors, I mean we're all doctors. 
None of you smoke, do you? No. Oh, you're asking the doctors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the shot. No. Worth no. noting, though, maybe next time we stop uh, for supplies, we'll get some bribe cigarettes in case we run into more teenage hoodlums. <laughs> you guys are all green piecers. You guys probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got, got other cigarettes. <laughs> Occasionally part. But we all flew here under some scrutiny. <laughs> Right. Go uh, on planes, right? So I go. Uh, I don't know if they did in the 90s, but they did yeah. it in the 70s. Uh, if, uh, I go, well, you know, if you uh, were around here, I could uh, sure that Andrew Jackson would appreciate hearing about that. I'll just look at you weird. Who's Andrew Jackson? Oh, he's that uh, that old guy on the twenty. On the twenty, what? Twenty dollar bill. Your education system here is really. <laughs> Your education system is failed. Note to self: Do not raise kids in San Namiel. All right. Here you um, go. And they probably say something like, oh, the old guy wants you to do something for 20 bucks. Right? And they kind of freak out and they leave. <laughs> oh. Should have brought that porn tape. That would have worked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be fair, she is not an old guy. You could have shown him that and they might have gone, oh, that's Peter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody knows Peter. He's a weirdo. He's the bicycle. Right. Well, at least I get at least I get to keep my twenty. So, <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out something about the fact that the 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 location of his the last the final location of his vehicles at the very last slot closest to cliff tells us anything. Uh, but it doesn't seem to, except it would be easy to go over the rail. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to take a look on the asphalt. Is there any um, bikes, like tracks, skid tracks, any skid marks? There's there's tracks of, of all sorts of vehicles, but you don't see anything that looks like skid marks or right. or motorcycles. Or maybe. Well, there's, but. there's not cameras, you know, like a traffic camera or anything. Okay. And there's nothing that appears to be like that slime residue off of the creature near that spot. Nothing like that. For that matter, there's nothing like uh, uh, fur that's or uh, you know the the casings of a cat's claws that come off. There's nothing organic that's in the area that the metal chips are. Well, do a, a do place. a spot hidden for me. Yeah, this time I failed. 61 for 55, it's not terrible. It's inconclusive. It's outdoors. There are animals or dogs going by. There's sure. just no way to tell. Right, but clearly nothing seems... Nothing seems unusual. There's not the end of a tentacle or a giant <laughs> claw. So, Well, there is that giant claw <laughs> that's hooked into the cliff like that. 
with a sign right next to it, pointing at it that says clue. This way to giant claw. All right. How do we miss that? So let's say it's about five. All right. Go get a a bite to eat, go back to the lab, look at the contents of whatever was on this computer, I guess. All right, that's useful. Uh, do, uh, do we want to find a payphone and call this Noel before we leave this area in case she's local? Well, we have her address. Uh, they they gave it to us. is on Ansa Road, um, wherever that was in the city. Pulls out big map of flip through map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, but yeah, I mean, we could give her a call too. She'd probably be in the phone book. Okay. So you want to do that? There's a payphone nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got a who's got a good story for Noel? I'm running low on stories here. But... I mean she she's presumably if Jenny is missing is concerned, but I don't know what we can tell her because we're we can't compromise what little we know. Right. We could just we could just, you know. Well, actually, we can go really straightforward. Peter's missing, we're worried. Jenny's maybe missing or somewhere else. And if Jenny's somewhere else that she knows, maybe she has some information. That's not crazy. I'll call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the phone rings once, twice, three times, four times, five times. Answering machine picks up. And it's just... uh. Hi, this is Noel. Leave me a message after the beep. Uh, as an aside, do we have a number at the lab that we can use? Sure. Because I can't use my home number, of course, be useless. So, yeah. Um, hey, Noel, uh, this is uh, uh, a colleague of Peter Tate's, and I'm worried about him. And I'm worried about your friend Jenny, who knew him real well from Don Biozyme. So if you could give me a call if you have seen her or just to uh, calm my nerves, my number is 999. Uh, and I'd really appreciate to hear from you. Thanks a lot. Excellent. Wait, well, what was that? What was that phone number? We really <laughs> like writing these things down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 999. It started with 1111111 and then yeah. 1112. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's 999-999-9997. <laughs> like to spice things up at the end there. Oh, yeah. All right. So, real. so do you want to get a, a bite on the way back to the lab or want to go to the lab in order to take out? Uh, I, I like think that idea. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The takeout idea. I like that. As long as you keep the food away from any and all samples. Oh, there's multiple rooms. Either one of the conference rooms. I do have to point out that the environmental impact of takeout is substantial. Well, if you order Chinese, it'll come in the paper containers. Yeah, you can compost that. <laughs> All right. So you head back over to the lab and you meet up with your assistance. By the time you get there, it's, let's say, six o'clock. 
uh, you have to drive all the way across town. And there's traffic right now because of uh, it's people getting off of work. So you find that as you're pulling into Zimbotech that uh, a fair amount of the cars are, are leaving because it's six o'clock. But there are some that stay there. Um, all right, so you go up to you go up to uh, the security guard, uh, which has been posted there, and he checks your your tags, your credentials. You probably have them now for you know for Zimbotech, and he lets you inside, uh, where you meet your assistants. What would you guys like to do? Uh, Doctor Doctor Leem is also still there. Ah, gentlemen, you've come back. What a mystery you've given us. I can only begin to imagine, Dr. Morton. Uh, what's the most exciting thing you've learned so far? Well, let me show you a few things. Uh, and he shows you some videotapes. They've been videotaping it. Uh, our behavioralists have been working with it to see what they can do. And... Basically what the videotapes show you is that anytime there is one of the doctors or technicians anywhere near the, uh, the pen, it's now in kind of an enclosure uh, that's completely sealed, um, that it wants to get at them. It recognizes them moving. It, it seems to be able to, you know, target wherever they are uh it wants to attack the closest one uh they try a number of experiments they want to see if it's being if it's movement that's causing it so they set up an experiment wherein an inanimate object also moves and the thing completely ignores the inanimate object so the that that moving has no effect on it so then they think that maybe it has heat receptors. And they set up an experiment wherein uh, something with body, with what would be the equivalent of body heat moves, but is in fact an inanimate object. And the creature has absolutely no reaction to it. It's almost as if it doesn't even know that it's there. On the other hand, bring in a, in a rat or a mouse or anything that's alive, and the creature has a reaction to it. Did you try anything like, say, a microwaved baked potato so that it was organic but not animate? Well, they didn't try a baked potato, but they did seem to rule out anything that was alive, or, or rather, they, they seem to, it seems to only be attracted to things that are alive and things that are not plants. Uh, so it's attracted mm -hmm. to animals of any kind. Now, uh, now some sea creatures can recognize electromagnetic impulses from life forms. I don't know how we measure that, but that might be worth looking at. That's, that's an interesting idea too. Exactly what I was gonna say. Sharks can detect like it's a magnetism and also uh, believe a heartbeat possibly. Of course, yeah. underwater, that's easier to do. Yeah, I wonder if it's attracted to the carbon dioxide that or that's being breathed out, especially if it's ignoring plants because they wouldn't be 
But no, but it's in plexiglass with filtration. It's, it's not. It's in the completely sealed. Yeah, so oh. it can't detect anything like that. Mm. So it wouldn't be able to smell either. Then, right, Dr. Lim, uh, uh, have you looked at the uh, air filtration since you enclosed the thing? Is it? Yes. Uh, it seems to be at times of the day it's exhausting. Um, it's outgassing. Uh, carbon monoxide and uh, cyanide, uh, cyanide gas. Um, uh, there are times during the day when that seems to switch to chlorine gas for, for no particular reason. Um, likewise, we've been analyzing the slime when we can get samples of it, and its composition seems to be continually changing. Um, spectral analysis shows uh, the presence of all kinds of elements that you wouldn't expect. It actually has gold in, in, its, uh, in its makeup. It has um, uh, things like benzene and, and fluorine and highly reactive things, uh, palladium and, and antimony and, and arsenic. They've actually found gold arsenic. Gold only made in supernovas? Yes, that's that's where gold's made. So if this thing's only eating ground beef, and noble noble metals are typically toxic. Yeah, on the cellular level. I mean, this is just not a, this is not a biological possibility. They've had a very difficult time getting any kind of physical biological sample from the uh, from the creature itself. It seems to be extremely tough. So I, you're saying that if you grab a tentacle with a pincher and a scalpel, it just it just pulls away? It pulls away. It does react to having itself touched. But it also, uh, it's tough. Uh, now they have managed to get a little bit of uh, some sort of serum from its body. Um, which so it does have a fluid, if not it blood. It does have some sort of fluid, but it's not blood and it's not carbon based. It seems to be far more uh, silicon based than it is carbon based. It also, they can't tell whether it's a plant or an animal. There's things about it that, that, that seem to, like they find chloroplasts in, in some of the cells, like it can feed off sunlight. Do they have cell walls? Does its cells have cell walls? In a manner of speaking, it seems it doesn't have mitochondria as far as they can find. At least they haven't gotten cells that have mitochondria. Now, there, they can't identify any kind of DNA structure either. It now, seems some oh, sort of sorry. created, composited, invented thing. I'm sorry, Jason. No, I'm sorry. I was just wondering, has there been like a mouse or a rat in, inserted into the enclosure? Yes. And they, have, they have done a couple of inhumane experiments. Um, they have uh, put rats in there. They were immediately attacked by the creature and torn limb from limb. And, and the creature it, did seem to ingest them, but it doesn't seem to excrete anything other than the slime. That was going to be my follow-up question. Did any of the excrement contain the proteins from the, the rat or mouse? 
uh, none that they could find. And it also doesn't seem, they're not sure if it's actually ingesting or not, because although some of the rat went into its mouth, mouths. It, it didn't see mouths. It didn't seem particularly interested in eating the rat. Now, did the creature's mass increase after it ingested or absorbed? It's, it's only been a day, so they haven't noticed any appreciable increase. No. Does, it has a, uh, does it have a preferred uh, space within the structure you've built for it? Does it nest or hide somewhere if the lights are off and there are no people around, for example? Uh, our behaviorists have told me that when they turn the lights out, um, it doesn't seem to have any different behavior than it does when the lights are on. However, when the last person leaves the lab, it suddenly becomes, uh, it sits down. It basically sits down on the ground and becomes immovable. So almost like dormant when no living creatures are. Yeah, on the monitors, they've seen that it just sits there. And it does not in any way address the monitors it, as a source of electromagnetic energy or whatever. It's not going as the cameras. No. It really is focused on life. So it's, it's, it's very much unlike life. It's focused on life. It destroys and consumes life, but is not necessarily doing that for food. So basically, we brought you an example of something that's completely evil and pointless. We're, we're trying to set up, at least they tell me they're trying to set up an experiment tomorrow uh, to where they can get us a, a good solid sample of, of some of it. Um, a big sharp cleaver. Well, and, and some sort of apparatus that they can trap it in so that they can, they can more effectively. Has it been making, uh, I mean, it made a lot of noise when we brought it here. Has it been keening, wailing? It, it makes continual noise when anybody is around it. Uh, can we set up a recording situation for that? Because there might be a linguistic component. Um, uh, We'll say that they're already recording that. It's recorded on all of the videotapes. In fact, most of our, the scientists who are studying them have to turn it down because it, it's extremely irritating. Sounds like nails, like uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. Now I'm wondering, does it react to its own sound or another of its kind? It doesn't. However, the animals that have been placed inside as the experiment had an immediate and terrified reaction to the creature. They tried desperately to get away from it. And how quick is this creature when it attacks? It's pretty fast. Um, it, uh, it seems highly mobile. Do we have cameras on it as well, for that matter? Yes, there are cameras. I'm wondering whether the, whether the um, external limbs are constant and whether the mouths are constant or whether they change because they don't correspond to any body type that I understand. Uh, the behaviorists tell, that, tell me that it does seem to have behaviors um, not unlike a squid in that when it, it sees its prey, it, it, it rushes towards it, but there's like a moment of hesitation 
when it then juts forward its its limbs, grabs the prey, and passes it towards its mouth. Or mouths. Or mouths. Um, uh, they speculate that since there's nothing in here where it can ambush its prey, that uh, they can't really study that, but they think that it might be an ambush, ambush predator. Um, it definitely looks like an old tree stump when it's setting still and, uh, and just sitting there. In fact, he shows you the video and he says it looks remarkably like an old tree stump. It pulls it its legs in, it pulls its legs in and its arms sort of just take a sudden shape like an old limbs. And it's completely still at this point, correct? Right, it, it stands completely still when it does that. Um, Dr. Leem, I wonder, um, how many, how many um, live specimens have we offered this thing? I believe they've done five. And they haven't gone any larger than a rat. I'm sure that's sufficient. I'm wondering whether, you said it tore it to shreds. It seemed to attack it to kill it. And then ingested the parts, or at least put them in its mouths. So some of them sort of believe that it, it that just sort of happened, that parts of it fell into its mouth and other parts fell out. And But are there remnants? Is there a, a, a limb left over here in the cage? Or is everything blood, fur, bone, is it all consumed or? Well, no, there are, there are bits and pieces of rat in there. There's no way to get to them. And has it eaten the, the, in addition to the things that were given to it experimentally, has it eaten the ground beef, the insect larvae? Yeah, it does seem to eat that. And it does it in a rather strange way. It, we, we put it like in a, uh, well, what for intents and purposes is a metal dog food, dog food dish. And it seems to sort of squat over the top of it and then move so that its mouth is downward and then it consumes it. It's very strange. One of its mouths. Shows you the videos of this, yeah. Now, now are those little mouths maybe weapons and the other mouth it eats with, is that different from the multiple it's, mouths? It's possible. At this point, it's it's... We've really learned very little about it. It's only been a day, but the behaviorists, the behaviorists are very interested in watching it. They need to do further experiments. The biologists are baffled. Um, uh, we, we have no idea how it's processing all of this stuff. Um, uh, some of them, as I say, some of them want to kill it and dissect it because they want to see how it works. And so far, and it seems to be very nearly impervious to X-ray. Oh no, no further progress on that. Yeah, we can't seem to get a, a any kind of image. And they, it looks like what a gray shape, like it's just a little bit thicker than what's behind it. But there's it, no bone, there's no tooth, there's no. Well, it it looks like uh, it looks like a tooth that has been hollowed out by decay. So it looks completely empty in the middle, or it's shielded, and we just can't see what it is inside there. That's why the biologists really want to cut it open. 
and you haven't found any because you've talked about other metals that you found you didn't find any traces of lead in the creature uh well let me look well we have found traces of noble metals those um, yes there is there is a measurable amount of lead well then that might be your problem with x-raying it then possibly possibly yeah it might retain these in some or some now, now i'm not for hurting the creature in any way but i wonder if a tentacle was severed would it grow back would it you know, that would, not not a whole, just a part of it, just to see. I believe that's what they're going to attempt to do tomorrow. At least the tip of a tentacle. Right, that's, that's where my thinking was. But, quite honestly, we know so little about this. We, we would be making, we are making assumptions based on other forms of life that we're familiar with. But, uh, the starfish... Starfish, one of their tentacles or one of their arms is their body. So if you cut into the wrong arm, you kill it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, we know that there are other entities of this nature. Yeah. Octopuses actually have ganglionic knots or brains inside of each of their tentacles. So we risk we risk killing it, but we think it's a it's a, a reasonable risk at this point that we're not going to kill it. We need some tissue exactly. from somewhere. Yeah. Now, have there been any radioactive tests done besides x-rays? I mean, they're, set, they're setting up some stuff, but they haven't right. done them yet. And how's the morale among the staff? Because I found this thing very upsetting to see. It is unsettling. It's it's a mixed bag. Most of our our people are fascinated by it. It seems to be some sort of alien life form. It truly does. I mean, the 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 we came here under the impression that it was uh, the result of genetic experimentation, but I don't think that's a sustainable hypothesis anymore. Well, certainly not you know, Mendelism. It certainly isn't bred from multiple animals into this, but it might be constructed somehow. But if it's silicate in nature, then it's not based on anything that I am aware it's, of. It's no technology that I'm, I'm aware of, no. It's a mystery. Yeah. You know, um, I wonder uh, how deep Jadik's influence goes with government because this suggests that this is uh, very arguably of non-terrestrial origin, um, which means we either have to have a start keeping a huge secret or continue to do so or uncover one. So that's something that we need to investigate with JDIC and company. See, my biggest fear with this is that it gets taken by the government and weaponized. That's my biggest fear. You know. 
well, perhaps that's what's going on here. Perhaps they're developing a weapon for the government. That needs to be shut down immediately then. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, please. I was just going to say that's absolutely unacceptable. I, I cannot, I couldn't live my live with myself if we allowed this to become a weapon. Well, Dr. Lee looks up at the at the videotape and he says, he says, well, this takes a biological warfare to an entirely different level. Yeah, in a way, you know, this goes back to the heart of the Cold War. If we're scared to use nuclear weapons against each other, I hope that we'd be afraid to use amorphous alien eating monsters against any, under any, you know, I can't imagine the context in which that could be contained. But, you know, human greed is also infinite. Yeah. It would make, it would make for an excellent area to deny Alaska. An excellent area denial ask. Yeah. Again, it assumes it can be contained. Don't go there anymore. Right. Hmm. So the thing only Outside exists. Outside of that, I couldn't see it being used. It's if these creatures exhibit that ambush, I mean, once again, we need to do more behavioral studies, but if they don't detect any life within, you know, X meters and they just shut down, Right. What if they just would wipe something out and then just stay there? We don't know if they search for food, if they even need it. Like a biological minefield. Right. There'd be an area of tree trunks and then any living thing got destroyed. Which is what concerns me about its, its use. If it contains itself by just going inactive, that's a serious problem. We'd have to figure out its distance of detection. Like, can and it sense? And if left alone long enough, does it start to hunt? Does it exhibit any hunting behaviors, or does it just sit and wait like a trapped or spider? Well, you can imagine that we're rather limited in the. You know, we don't have that kind of area that we can test things like that. But it's a good question. Maybe we can start having. Go ahead. What if we have some of the assistants start trying to build a little a little maze? Open up the maze into the container, have something living on the uh, far side of it and see what it does. See if it's actually intelligent. See if it will go find its way through there and I'll talk to my people about that. We'll see what we can do. That's actually a very good idea. And Don Bison, we understand, had a number of instances of this creature. So they have either they were delivered, you know, a pouch of eggs, or they know how to make it reproduce. Uh, and because it's so amorphous, I'm assuming it is not sexually reproductive, but has another mechanism. But that's just identified anything sexual about it, no. Which is why I was talking about taking the tentacle off and seeing if it grew. Maybe the severed piece of tentacle grew to another creature, which would be a nightmare. Yeah. 
Well, we don't know anything like that in our own in our own zoology. Well, we're not dealing with our own zoology. Right. We definitely have well, things. Worms. If a tail falls off, then it can be replaced. But the, 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 the tail that falls off doesn't grow into another lizard. Right. right. But if you cut a worm in half. That's actually a myth. So you kill the worm. <laughs> well, you get, you get a new worm. Or you get a whole worm and a dead half of a worm. Right, right. right. But there are, of course, plenty of creatures that reproduce asexually. Yeah, that's And true. this thing having, you know, whatever. Until we determine, and I'd actually like, to, that's another um, experiment I'd like to try to arrange. I, you know, a full analysis of spectra radioactivity, like every, from infrared to x-ray. Mm -hmm. like at some point, something must reflect light because it reflects light to our eyes. Correct, yes. Either the internal organs or something. I'd like to find out at what spectrum this thing is visible. And maybe we'll find out that it has some organs that we can begin to identify. Exactly. Or ultimately, we may have to kill it once we've gotten all the information we can and cut it open and see what's in there. Although I'm not quite sure how we're going to kill it. Uh, cyanide gas isn't going to do it. <laughs> Well, if you seal it off, then it might just asphyxiate itself on some gases. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. I'd also like to, when they're building the, uh, Dr. Evans had the idea of arranging a maze for it. I'd like to to put in a length of um, maybe even leaded PVC pipe for it to travel through that we could cut it off in and put it into darkness and see how, how that if that causes any response. All right. We should put cameras everywhere we can put cameras. Because yes. this, this data, I mean, we might only have one of these things ever. I'd rather pray that we only have one of these things ever. But we should, we should capture everything in the process. Mm -hmm. We are doing the best we can. Well, gentlemen, unless you have any more questions, uh, I think I'm, I'm beat. I've been here since six this morning. We're at two. We're, we're ordering some pizzas, and you want to? Oh, you're going to use you're going to use your uh, your office to recoup. Yeah, that's no. I, I I'm I'm going to go. I'm I'm probably going to go hang out somewhere and listen to some nice jazz and <laughs> sip some coffee and have some dinner. Coffee. Uh, it's so hot outside. At least it gets a little cooler in the evening. It does. Hmm. David, David, were you talking because it was muted? No, I was. I was just thinking about jazz. Oh, okay. So, anyways, um, he bids you good night and he leaves. And uh, after twenty minutes or so, the pizza arrives. And uh, the security guards call you to come and get the pizza. Right. I'm not call the pizza boys in. That's good. Okay. So you're in your office and you are uh, having pizza. Right. I want to. Um, while we're kind of getting food and stuff ready, I want to uh, hook up that hard drive. Okay. To one of our computers and take a look. This takes you a little bit longer. Let's say about forty minutes or so to uh, to hook the hard drive up.
Uh, we could even say that you got the whatever you needed on the way here. Uh, you picked it up at the Micro Center or something like that. Radio Shack. Not Radio Shack. Radio Shack's crap. <laughs> I worked at Radio Shack. I'm not afraid to say it out loud. It's crap. <laughs> Except, unless you're going to build your stuff, all the little components that you might need, but uh, you get what you need to to install a hard drive into another computer. All right. Um, the computer boots up. Uh, you manage to get through. And you find that there are a number of files. Um, it looks like uh, there is a program designed to for email. And there are a number of folders. Um, what do you want to look at? I'm like, I, I want to look through everything. Okay. Uh, well, we'll say you start going through it and you discover that most of the correspondence that you find inside is kind of what you expect now from Tate. It's uh, sexy little emails back and forth between him and, and people. Um, you don't find any emails uh, that are listed on Biozyme. Uh, you do, however, find uh, a folder that is labeled password. All right. And the word, uh, there's just a single word in a file, a word file. Uh, the word is electrophoresis. E-L-E-C-T-R-O-P-H-O-R-E-S-I-S. All right, then. And I would like you to do a spot hidden. Mm -hmm. 86. <laughs> not not going to happen. Okay. which just means I'm only going to say something if you manage accidentally to say something that would right. trigger my response. So uh, I'm going to try and look up what electrophoresis means. I mean, I, I speak Latin. I'm decent with Latin and everything. I don't know if that's a Latin word. Well, that was going to be my next guess for the password. So I'm pretty sure I know what it means. But. Yeah. Why don't you tell us? Because I'm going to have to look it up right now. Yeah. Movement of charged particles in a fluid or gel under the influence of an electric field. Okay. Yeah. That's what you can use to break down water, the hydrogen and oxygen. Uh, yeah. Also, I think you also can use it to uh, for the, the PCR stuff. You can use it to get the uh, little bits of DNA to travel in the gel. Huh. Yeah. And then you can the the longer chains travel a shorter distance 
shorter chains travel a longer distance, so then you can kind of gauge what type of DNA you've got by where the, the things end up after a set amount of time. Wow. I, in, in the computer's file system, um, is there an email address for, I can never remember her name, the girl who's really tall now. Jenny, oh. Jenny Arm, Arm, uh, Arm Brewster. Yep. Uh, no, there's not. Um, however, uh, you do, no, I just had it here. Where did it go? Hmm. You do find a program that looks like it's a login program, uh, that would be used if he was at his modem going and he was going to be logging into Don Biozine. Mm. Huh. Hacking intensifies. <laughs> Is there any, uh, ask uh, Margaret, have you seen any email where of someone that could have initials BOF? That was what was carved into the car. BOF? Yeah, you don't find anything yeah. like that. Um, however, uh, do a spot hidden for me. This is another spot hidden. There's going to be a few of them. Okay, 54, that's a pass. You're looking through a list of the numbers that he has uh, telephoned. And you realize that you've seen one of them before. Uh, it's the one that you called the other day and the person gave you a gruff answer and hung up. And there's a name next to it. Harold Gall. I'm sorry, Harold Gall? G-A-L-L, -L, yes. And there's an address. 578 Beach Road, San Damiel. I love writing that address down. <laughs> Got it. Hmm. Hmm. Is there any uh, context for that uh, address or phone number or name in the in the his address book? Uh, no, it's not in his address book. And therefore, no stars. Okay. Then, uh, uh, how close would that get out a, a map and check and see where it is? Is it <clears throat> close to this place, or is it just somewhere else in the city? It's somewhere else in the in the city. It looks okay. like it's. Uh, it's in the back area of the city. It's not near the, it's not next to the coast. Oh, very deceptive name. Okay. Hmm. The suburb. Right. Okay. Any other moves? 
<laughs> do, we, do, do we have a uh, does it does this place have like a modem thing like he, he had at his house because we have this login program well I am hmm. why not okay yeah so we'll, we'll we'll connect this thing up to our to our, our web connection this is the very dawn of the internet um right we'll see it's... if we can very very new technology here but i'll try to once we get it connected up i want to fire off that um on biozyme okay uh, it's it looks a little bit like um aol you know when it starts up and uh, shows the Don Biozyme logo and immediately asks for a security password. Uh, let's try um, <laughs> electrophoresis. All right. Uh, you type that in and it immediately goes in and it opens up his uh, business email, his uh, Don Biozyme email. Oh, Peters. Yes. Nice, fine. You guys are like hackers. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, have you seen this Matthew Broderick film? <laughs> <laughs> so, what, 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 uh, what do you, what, what does he have access to? What's live? Um, um, let's take a look. Do a spot hidden. Uh-oh. I just have to share that. <laughs> Hacking. <laughs> a 72 is a pass. <laughs> Love it. It's really easy to duplicate if you want footage of that, Tom. We'll talk about it after. But. All right. You realize that uh, you're only looking at his email, and all of his email seems to be pretty much um, business email corresponding. Do you have report number 10? Do you have this? Uh, we need that. Uh, the very last email that he has is from about eight days ago, and it is, I'm sorry, is it eight days ago? Um, it's that he has, he's been given two weeks notice. I might be wrong on the number of days, but it, it corresponds with what his uh, journal is. Yeah. And there's no correspondence after that. Everything before that seems routine. Now they gave him the two weeks notice. Yes, I know it seems weird. But... Yeah, that, that, that seems like giving them plenty of time to. That's not what they do up. nowadays. But <laughs> hmm. interesting. Let's and assume there's... that he's a biologist and that he has projects working, and that they need him to finish up the projects before he's he has to leave. Right. Whatever. Right. Whatever, we'll, we'll just leave it as the magic. Yeah, the scenario. <laughs> Training people to continue the process. After all, he got that award. So at some point, he was valuable. As far as they were concerned. Yeah, or, or somebody's giving him the heads up, like, yeah, we're, we're going to be let go in two weeks or something. Whatever it is. All right, so what else you got on your magic little machine? Your magic sixteen pound rectangle of only sixteen. 
Do you do a computer roll? Twenty-four. That's a pass. Almost a hard success, but not quite a hard success. Okay. Um, there's nothing much else in there. You go through his files, and it seems like he very much kept his business separate from his pleasure. Okay. And uh, and everything seems to be written very professionally. Well, Dr. Flores will be happy to note that I do have Minesweeper. Oh, that sounds cool. I've heard of this. Uh, I understand it's quite addicting. <laughs> It's but it's both math and fun. <laughs> it's a trick. <laughs> yeah. It's redundant. All right. Well, that's probably a good place to stop. What? Uh, which direction are you going to go in? I, I'm going to assume we might play a little bit for the rest of the evening and then go on to the next day. Oh, we were. I think we were wanting to go out to uh, Delilah to check out the farm. Now, I was looking at the map. It looks like on our way back to the hotel this evening, we'll go past Don Biocide. I might want to, at least when we go by, just kind of look at it. Not going to break in or anything, but you know. You've driven by it a couple of times already, and it's it's looks pretty well fortified. There's a, a, a block wall on certain parts of the, the perimeter, and there's chain link in other parts. Um, and there's barbed wire on the top of that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's a number of buildings. There's sort of a circular, uh, or at least partly circular building in the front. And there's a couple of larger warehouses in the back and there's a place where trucks can come in and out. And right. It looks like, it looks like a whole compound. Okay. All right. Well then that answered those questions. Yeah, Dr. Mills, keep in mind that we know that these people yeah. are in violation of. Yeah, and we are going over there to tour. I'm just trying to get some. All right. Our players included David Gasway, Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, and Jason Melnichok, with myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with this show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, Andrea Coletta, uh, who is contributing $3 a month. Thank you very much, Andrea. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.